to see here, kid. You gotta just go for it. Don't think about what comes after or what came before. You just gotta bend your knees, take a deep breath, and jump. Welcome back to the Experience is Key podcast. This is Drea. And right with me, I have my wonderful partner and co-host. Robin is here, ladies and gentlemen. It's nice to be back. How are you? Why did you say it like that? Why did you say it like that? What? I like to roll my R's. Hispanics be like. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) You want to restart? (laughs) Sounds like mouth sounds. Um, Well, we're back. We're back. Um, this is episode two in the new and improved Experiences Key podcast, but it's episode eight now mm-hmm. in our long-term sequence. But uh, as you may have noticed, we missed a week. We did. We did do that. Yeah. I don't feel bad about it. You think I do? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do. Because we're trying to be more consistent and make sure we have a good schedule. But this was a really special occasion. This is really cool. Why was it a special occasion, Robin? It was a really special occasion because uh, Drea and I, a while back, we got invited by one of our friends from college to go to their engagement. Uh, Sorry, engagement party. (laughs) I mean, I mean. I would love to go to the initial engagement, too. But we went uh, we got invited to their engagement party in California. And this is really cool for Dre and I, not only because we're celebrating an engagement, but it was our first time ever to go to California. Yeah, it was. And also the time frame of it was when we were going to celebrate our one year anniversary. Yeah. And we had no idea what to do to really celebrate it either. We're just like, what do we do? Where do we go? And then this opportunity came up, which was like, ah, two for one. Perfect. Celebrate an engagement. And we can celebrate our anniversary in a totally new place we've never been to. Yeah, because we love to travel. Well, I love to travel, and I started bringing Robin along into almost every trip I, I do. His passport will be worn out. <laughs> Just like how I've always wanted it to be. I want all my stamps from where we go. I I kind of hate that in places in the U.S. they don't have their own special stamp because you can just bring like they your... They should do that. But they but since you need a real ID now, it's just yeah. like that's all you really need to travel. But honestly, like I would love to get like a special state stamp from a state. Uh, like, that's so cool. That would be amazing. We should probably start that and trademark it. Don't nobody take our ideas. Well, that or like every state that we go to is like, bro, why? Just have your ID with you and I'm like, because I want my stamp. I want a stamp. I want a stamp. You should have state passports. Oh my God, right? You should have state passports, actually. Yeah. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. There has to be like some special reward or something if you fill all 50 stamps from 50 states and it's just like. That would be incredible. That'd be so cool. But we're off topic. (laughs) So fast. So fast. But none of you you are surprised you've been sticking since like episode one. None of you are surprised. If you've been sticking with us since episode one, if you've been rocking with us since episode one, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because you have seen the evolution up until now, and you're still going to see so much evolution, which is why this particular episode, we actually have a topic. Yes, we actually do. And it's... It's always really interesting to us. So, because the other mission for like when we are essentially revamping this podcast is the fact that one, always we want to thank 
the space that we have. It's a Grub Street in Seaport, and we want to yeah. give thanks to the space and the people who allow us to be able to use it because mm-hmm. it's really awesome to be able to now finally have the equipment. Yep. But the second thing is we wanted to expand more on like what we talk about and just go more in depth, have a lot more fun with it. And this is definitely one of those ones where I feel like Dre and I got really inspired Yeah. because with our trip, you know, being able to celebrate an engagement and then being able to celebrate our one year anniversary and then being able to just enjoy each other and just build on these experiences. While we were on our trip, we were watching a really, really interesting show. I love that you use the word interesting. I'm getting interesting because I'm also going to label this show as a guilty pleasure. I, really? Yeah. I don't like this show, right? Like, He's I don't like this show. But this, is a, it, it, but this is the thing with a guilty pleasure. This is the thing with a guilty pleasure. You say you don't like it, but then you can't turn away from it. <laughs> and it's actually really fun to talk about it. Okay, so the show that we're talking about is Love is Blind. Drea, me. I love trashy reality TV. <laughs> I do. She does. I'm not even going to pretend like I don't. I do. But I particularly love shows about love and romance. So I'm the person that you can catch watching, for the most part, um, Married at First Sight mm. and Love is Blind. Mm-hmm. The perfect match I really couldn't get into. But I guess it's also because now... Um, now that I'm in a relationship and I can see the amount of work and effort it actually takes, I'm less interested in things that aren't real, real. Because mm. I like to be able to pick out when people are actually putting in the work for a relationship. And, and we'll get into this in a little bit. Right now, it's not looking like that's not being mirrored to me on TV anymore. Right. right. And that's what makes... I guess for me, why I've been having so much fun watching the show mm. is because I just get to trash talk everybody. This is true. But you do like to trash talk. But the reality is, is also like, um, when it comes to show like shows like this, you know, as the audience, we're lucky because we get to see almost all the angles. Yeah. And when it comes to the contestants or the people on the show, they really are only getting the one, like their one side. Yeah. And they don't get to see everything until after the recording's been done. Mm-hmm. So we're watching the show. We're just like, you should have been with this person. This person sucks. This person, ah, what are you? Ah, you're ruining my life. It's so frustrating. But it's, but then I have to realize it's just like, they really just don't know. Yeah. And it's like so crazy because this is what we talk about all the time. It's just like, what is the significance of love then? Yeah. And just like with these shows, they're really, they're kind of preying on people's emotions where it's like. They absolutely do. Where it's just like, oh. For entertainment. Connections and love and they want to not be alone. And I'm sitting at this and I'm like, that's scummy. It that's really. Is. But we it's, love watching it. I don't know why we love watching it. Because now that my best friend used to told this to me too, that it's so hard for her to watch them because of that it's an emotional play right and you're really preying on vulnerable people who want to find love and find that forever person but i guess the big question is do we actually know what we want or are we going after a fantasy Oh, yeah. And we're going to we're really going to deep dive into that more as we discuss this, because that that was the inspiration for this. Yeah. Where we're just like, oh, the TV show is love is blind. Yeah. But our inspiration for 
our show today is, is love really blind? And, and we're should gonna, it be? And should it be? And, and we're going to discuss that be? now. But for those of you who haven't watched Love is Blind, Drea is going to give you a quick synopsis because she's watched it more than I have. I definitely And have. like I won't be able to describe it as well as she does. So take it away, hon. So Love is Blind is a show, and the way that they premise it, much like any other relationship reality show, it's an experiment. Um, a social experiment to decide if love, the hypothesis is, is love blind. As a scientist, I love this kind of stuff. Just let's test some hypotheses <laughs> all day, every day. <laughs> so what they do is that they gather some women and they gather some men. They are allowed to see each other. Right, the yeah, the, the guys speak. are able to see the guys. The yeah. women are able to see the women. The women can see the women. The guys can see the guys. They all hang out together, but on their dates, quote unquote dates, they meet and talk in pods that out that are secluded rooms. Pretty much, actually. Yeah. Now that I think about it, it would be anxiety inducing for me because I'm claustrophobic. Honestly, honestly, <laughs> think about it like if you're like if you're going to confession, like. For Catholics, I've never yeah. done confession actually. So yeah, and for those, and for those again, <laughs> an explanation with an explanation. Confessions are just like you know, you're in a room, but there's a wall in the middle. You can't see the priest or or right. the father, but and you then you, but hear. you are, and you can hear them, but you're talking to them. And then with Love Is Blind, you're talking to a wall. Um, however, there's a person on the other side. You're having conversation with them, and the goal is to try to build a deep emotional connection to the point where. In order to meet face to face, one person has to propose. Doesn't have to be the man. I've seen it before where a woman proposes. Um, but someone has to propose marriage in order for them to get out of the pods, meet, and then explore a physical connection. So that is what the premise of the show is. And after that engagement period, they have four weeks to plan a wedding and decide together in that time that they're going towards the altar and at the altar if they are going to actually get married and stay together and go forward or if they are going to part ways mm -hmm. and the crazy thing that i've seen from watching the show is how the people are really smart like mm -hmm. they've in the show when they're like even in the pods they start to figure out who's interested in who yeah. and start to like commingle and like figure out like Hey, did you like that guy? Well, he I'm talking to him now. I'm not that interested here. You could you should take him and stuff like that. And they really start to figure out who's who yeah. just based off their names. And then well, their personalities too because they do get a chance to let's talk about some of the realities of the show that some of us don't see as viewers that you know, some contestants will come out and talk about later. They spend hours dating, and that's mm -hmm. a lot of time. Um, right, because we only get like the five minute synopsis. Right. So, and it's a lot of time in the, in a smaller scale of things, like back to back 10 hours at a time, um, dating people and having these deep conversations. So it's a lot on the brain, mentally. I mean, in a grander scheme, it's a very short time to try to get to know somebody and decide if you're going to marry them. Mm -hmm. But they do spend quite a bit of one-on-one -on -one time that for us as people not in this experiment, we don't spend quite as much time um, getting to know the people that we are potentially looking to partner up with. Our dates typically last, I think maybe, you know, good first dates are like an hour 
hour and a half sometimes. Mm -hmm. If you really hit it off, I've heard of 10-hour long dates before, but those are much fewer and farther between than your regular let's go grab coffee or have a movie date or something like that. Right. I find Love is Blind particularly interesting because of the premise of the pods. Mm -hmm. And I think it goes great into asking this question of how do we as people in general view love? Yeah. Is it just an emotional connection? Is it just a physical connection? Is it everything in between? Like mm -hmm. what is the most important element of love? And that's why Love is Blind is like so fascinating to me because yeah. they take out that element of sight. Yeah, they do. You just communicate first and then comes sight and then comes physical connection and then all which i think is so interesting when you start to break down the levels of love you start to be able to have yeah and even the, the conversations people have so how do you what do you think about that the fact that you take away sight first sight first and just have a conversation because some shows do it differently yeah. some people like you just look at them and you just can assume their person like you can take all the assumptions of the personality from the one from how they dress to how they look and stuff like that but what do you think about like this premise of the show it's interesting and let me just pause here and say to our audience too we're not going to really dive into this season robin and i have our own experiences and rather opinions about it but what we do want to do is talk about what this brought up for us so mm -hmm. this is why we're moving off of who the characters are, characters, actual real people and their lives. And we want to be mindful of that. But what conversation it has now sparked with us. So right. Because we're not giving any specifics of like the people's names and the relationships yeah. or anything. We're keeping it very general. But it is just awesome how much it sparked this conversation of like love and how it's influenced our own relationship and everything else like that. So Yeah. So back to the question in terms of asking what do I think about removing sight from the love equation at the first um, meeting. I used to consider myself a person that focused more on personality over looks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't be vain about it. It's, like, you, it's not if, vain. It's not vain. You just want to see how they are at a 10. And like, man, you're a 5 out of 10 or a 10 <laughs> out of 10. You know, like, he's a 10, but then he got no personality. See, that, and that's a problem. That's a genuine problem for me. However... I'm good with, and I have the ability to appreciate a fine person, a fine-looking man, when I see them. Mm -hmm. So to me, when I considered what love was for me, because I can always tell when someone's attractive, I did not want to include that in my equation. Mm -hmm. Because I can look out even today, though I am your partner, I can see find and determine what is attractive to my physical sight and so that happens on a daily basis mm -hmm. what love became for me was how do I connect to this person what is their story do I find their story interesting do I find the way that they speak enthralling do I find their presence captivating do I want to be around them that's usually what my first inclination is that I'm going to be in love with or fall in love with somebody. Um, deeper and further on down the road is in terms of I'm thinking more logically about 
how would this person be as a life partner for me? Do mm-hmm. they believe in God? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a non-negotiable for me. Yep. Do how do they lead their life? Is this somebody who can admit their mistakes and learn from them and grow from them, or are they pretty stuck in their ways? These are kinds of the questions that I ask. Yeah. And so when it came to the show and removing the element of sight, I particularly found it interesting because I said, you know what? I tried to remove that out of my own equation too. But the way we met, I had to put it back in there first. Yeah. Because <laughs> we, we still met through a dating app. So yeah, like we, we, we still had sight. Sight was actually our first line but of contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just like, oh, do you like them or not? Yes or no. But I mean, catfishing is a thing. And it's like, That's you true. never really know. Like, you have sight of a picture, and then, but still, someone could have just ripped that off something else. Yeah. So, even for me, I still technically am like, okay, well, they probably just picked the best photo that they have. So, I'm technically still going blind here. But really? Like, yeah. Is that the way that you saw it? I would, I think in the era of social media, you're kind of attuned, not always, you can still be played. But you're kind of attuned to know when somebody is, like, truly catfishing. Yeah, yeah, you can tell. So, there's always that element of the first date and trying to figure out, oh, gosh, is this guy going to look like his picture? But I don't think I ever really... There were some people that I was like, oh, you just picked some good angles. But... Oh, here's a real question. Do you actually scroll through the profile and read everything that they Absolutely. write down? Absolutely. Absolutely, right? Absolutely. Like I do not pick I do not just slide off. I have to read the whole profile. I need to read it. Are your answers thoughtful? Mm-hmm. Do you have when Hinge created those like little voice notes? Yeah. I, oh, when people started talking, Robin, when people started talking, I was like, absolutely not. I cannot listen to this voice for the rest of my life. <laughs> just like be able to listen to it. And it's just like it was Mm, I know how I feel about that voice. Right. Yeah. But I was but I would always read like the question because some people would be like, Did you leave just a one word or one sentence? I used to hate Did the you one word actually answers. answer the question mm-hmm. and be like, Are we actually matching on interests? And that's why it was so funny to like when I when I hit your account because like I read through everything and I was like, This girl's such a nerd. And I <laughs> love it. Wow. I was like, Drea is so adorable and cute. And just like everything that you're writing down, I know is just very honest. And you're just being like who you are or like through the profile. And then of course I looked through the pictures. I'm like, yep, the pictures is matching the answers to this file. And it's Do you think so people's cute. pictures match their personalities and their answers? Some, yeah. Some okay. 100% you can tell. Others you can, you got to like be careful about. Yeah. But I know for sure, like your like your pictures matched your personality that you like wrote down answering the questions. But there's no way I'm gonna select like yes or no without looking through the file. Have you ever used a super like? I'm very careful with those. Me too. Because a, I didn't pay for premium. Me either. <laughs> and, and b, and b, you had to like. Oh man, what what was it for me that if you got a super like? It was like if you liked anime and video games, that was like one part of I it. I liked neither, so no, well, that's like, not true. I did, I do like some anime. No, you did, you did. No, that that I learned more as we started talking more. But like, it's like anime and video games. 
um, your passions and your drives, right? Like mm -hmm. if you are very like studious, uh, like a very, like you have a lot of interest, but you're still also working towards something. Yeah. Even if, even if it's like a big or a small goal, I, I found that so attractive. And That's I was like, actually something that I find attractive too. I love listening to my partners talk about what they're passionate about. Mm -hmm. I love hearing what someone is passionate about because for me, something that I feel like God put down inside me is to support who, whoever comes into my life, what their goals are. And so when I hear that, it awakens something within me to say, like, how can I come around you and support you? So that is huge for me, too. Right. And then because for me, talking about, like, with my expression of love, because as Drea knows, like, if you got me in your corner, I'm your biggest hype man. He, he like, <laughs> I love to support anyone in what they're doing. Yeah, he does. If I love you and you love something else, I love both you and that thing. And I'm so going, hard. And I'm going to push you for it 120%. That part I hate, but he's going to do it. Yeah. And it's, it's good for you in the long run. But to me, that that is my that is my expression of love in terms of just like seeing that really positive driven energy, seeing you really do what you're passionate about, mm -hmm. I think is what makes life so exciting. Is it just like you keep going for what you're going for and you're kind of... You still pay attention to your surroundings, but you really don't care what other people are saying yeah. or what they're doing. And you're just like, but this is what I want to achieve. And this is what we're going to do. And that's why Dre inspired me so much, because when she told me, hey, you know, I've always wanted to go to Harvard, even though, like, I couldn't get into there initially for my undergrad, but I got there for my master's. It was the only school I applied for. <laughs> it was the only one. But I got in there and then I moved from Texas to Boston to go to this school and no one was stopping me. Didn't matter. Was it expensive? Probably. Still did it. Yes, it was. And I was like, I could never. Really? I could never. I, like, I'm just so planted in where I live. And that's the other thing, too, where I was really looking for, like, who who is now going to add on to what I'm missing? Which is essentially mm. that level of exploration. I, my roots are here. Mm. And I never wanted to leave. But then I saw you and how you do that. And I'm like, whoa. I've never done that before. And I want to be able to like stand beside you to do that. So that way if I'm feeling nervous about it, you're like, come on, I'm with you now. Let's, let's go do this together. But you know the funny thing? That is primarily the reason why I love you. Because... I guess I'm hitting my threshold now of scary things that Drea can do by herself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I Yeah, I did do that Harvard thing. Yeah, I did. But moving was never super scary for me because my family moved. That's just what we did. Mm -hmm. We hop on a plane, we go to where we're going. And so I got over the fear of that pretty quickly. Yeah. But when... I come up on things that God is now asking me to do. Like, I guess let's put it out there in faith. Like the first big one was buying this house. Mm -hmm. I was scared. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is beyond what I've ever done before. How can I do this in such a short amount of time? You were like, girl, you can do this. You can do it. You can do it. You will, I will coach you through everything you need to say. And it's not even like you've ever bought a house before, but you, I would not have done that without you. Mm -hmm. And it's so important to me to have somebody 
who is going to push me and challenge me to be the better version of me. And you come alongside me and you do that in such a powerful and profound way that it makes me feel like I can conquer the world. Mm-hmm. Even though, because you see that in me when I don't see that in me. Mm-hmm. Um, where I'm now comfortable at this level of, yeah, I can do whatever is in my comfort zone. But when you hear even the smallest inkling of something that I'm like, even for this podcast, like I said, I've always wanted to start a podcast. I don't know if it's going to be successful. I don't know if it's going to reach thousands of people or maybe it's even tens of people right now. But you are the only person ever to be like, how do we do this? Let's do it. How is it going to work? I don't care how it's going to work. I'm right. just going to do it with and you. And then we started in your house. <laughs> and then we started in in my house. And even with less than... Literally two mics off Amazon and just your Mac. Two, like, two mics off Amazon and a laptop. And now we're in a podcast studio. And we still don't have a whole bunch of listeners. Like, And that doesn't matter to me because I'm doing it with the person that I love. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it with somebody who believed in me enough to say, let's just start. Right. And believed in us enough to say, let's just, let's just start. And, you know, we've been through our rough patches. We've had hard times and, you know, we still got to keep stuff private here. So we're not going to go too deep into that. But when you ask me what love is, love is that wild unconditional support that you give me to make my dreams just blossom Mm -hmm. and become bigger than dreams that I've that I've ever even thought I could manage because I'm getting to a point in my life now where all of this stuff is pretty big and it's hard for me to manage on my own but I thank God every day that I'm with somebody who is going to show up and stand behind me and help me work out the logistics and then I can do the same for you when mm-hmm. it comes time for you to to take take your dreams off too. Yeah. Or take off with your dreams. Yeah. Oh, they're gonna take off. We we <laughs> probably say it every every time, even like since we've been together. And it's like we see so many big things coming. Yeah. And it's only felt very positive. Yeah. And it makes me really happy too because you know, the fact that I'm able to view our love as something so positive and it radiates to other people around us. Like mm-hmm. our families and friends see it. And I'm like, see, now that to me is very ni- like, not even nice. It's, it's very realistic to how I wanted love to feel like mm. in terms of just the fact of, you know, we don't have to fake anything in front of people. We don't have to pretend like, Oh, we're just this happy couple and everyone has to see it that way. We very, we like, but we don't, you know, state all our business out there. Correct. But we're silly and goofy and like we're just mm-hmm. out there and we have our we have our fun and everything else like that. And people people really notice it and they love to be a part of it and they're just as supportive of it as any as anything else. And it makes me so grateful because for the longest time I did not think I would have something like this. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of my biggest fears is always because when you when we look at the news or anything else like that, we're just like you know, divorce rates are so high and Ooh. couples are failing and like depression and stress and anxiety are at all time high. And then it it just, it all just looks so bad and bleak. 
and sometimes that causes us to worry. We're like, is oh is gosh, that what yeah. we're is that how we're gonna be? Is that how we're gonna is that how is that how our relationship is gonna end with everything else like that? And I'm glad we do talk about it because genuinely sometimes I am worried on how like society as a whole or just like people everywhere like really, really view love and connections. Yeah. And how important they really are. And to be honest, I feel like at some at some cases, like we treat it pretty lightly. As a society. Yeah. As a society, yeah, we treat it pretty lightly. And like I don't know, like I'm not, I'm not having this conversation. Be like, how are we gonna fix it so everyone's in love and happy and lovey dovey <laughs> and everything else like that? But it is trying to be more realistic and how like how we've talked through it. Yeah. Because we've had our worries about it. And I think that's what I love about us too is that we are able to be open. And a lot of people don't see that. They see two young people that met on a dating app that are head over heels for each other and maybe are moving too fast. Mm-hmm. But they don't see the daily conversation of, hey, like, we're moving fast. This, this freaks me out a little bit. Hi. Like, I love you and I'm honestly ready to commit to you. But what does this look like for us? How do we take this at a pace that we're both comfortable with? How are we going to support each other? Because that's one of those things, right? Mm-hmm. Many people have never experienced a long-distance marriage. Although I know some people who have. Long-distance relationships are their own little taboo. and just like, oh, they never work. And just like... And people, you know, you talk about just long-distance relationships, but what about when one spouse has a dream and a goal and that requires them to move to a different place, but they can't really displace the rest of their family yet? Mm-hmm. How do you still stay on the, the same page and on the same goals? Mm-hmm. And so we are acting as pioneers in our own right, in our own um, family circles about what our future marriage will look like because in some way, shape, or form, there will be a long-distance component as I get ready to start medical school. Yes. So, but people don't hear those conversations. They don't realize that we're talking at this level because it's unusual at this age. And then you have shows like Love is Blind kind of, I don't want to say making a mockery out of love because I don't think it's quite that either. It's just that we are realizing that the way that society is viewing love and the way that love should be and what that commitment looks like is so different. Right. From the way you and I view it. Yeah. And I think, I can't remember if you sent me the reel through Instagram or if it was like a TikTok, but it was someone that you really enjoy watching Mm -hmm. like out of all, you know, all the relationship gurus or people that you watch. But he stated something along the lines of like, you know, TV shows and movies and everything else like that. Like they never actually properly show a marriage or a real commitment because you only see the good side of it. You see them hold hands and get, this happens for people who watch anime too. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh my God, an anime, like the level that it takes for them just to hold hands Hmm. and kiss is insane. Three seasons. They finally, (laughs) they finally hold hands. It's like, Oh my God. They held hands. And it's just like, then the anime ends. And it's like, oh, they're going to have the most blessed, happy wedding and marriage 
ever. Same thing with TV shows. There's like they kiss, boom, show done. They, and then you're left they live to happy. imagine this beautiful reality in which you're always walking hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And you're always on the same page, and you never fight. No, but then you know what happens? What? This is the problem with the internet. Then you go on Google, and then you're you go right. on Instagram. You look them up, and it, then they're just like, oh, you know, after the final episode of the final season, they broke up. Two weeks later, they divorced. They divorced, and you're just like, what happened? You looked so happy, and Ooh. that's the thing. Editing is amazing and terrible in that way. You can cut out all the bad stuff. And then all you see is and the good, and then you don't see. The but then you don't see it until uh, until after. It's like, oh, he was really abusive and controlling. Oh, she was really insecure and depressed. Oh, we never talked. Uh, there is no physical connection. We didn't yep. kiss, hug, nothing. We haven't been on a date in three months. And you're like, where was all this? Why wasn't this shown? And just back and like connecting now back to the video that you showed me, this gentleman literally all capped it. When they were like when they did the subtitles, he was like, "Marriage and love take work." Yeah. If you are not working, you are not taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. And that right there to me was like, "But what is that work?" And then as you and I look through everything on the back end now of all the TV shows and all the reality shows, it's like, "Oh, it's this love. It's both mental and physical. It's both." Being there to be able to have the conversations, but also being there to just hold them when they're sad or take them out on a nice day to make your partner know that they are special. And like just having those spontaneous moments to be like, hey, we both have the day off. I know we should be sleeping in bed, uh, but I also reserved us a ferry ride to go to some random island for fun. And And it's like, whoa. But even... But I want to even challenge you, Robin, because those things are beautiful. But the work also looks like, yo, I'm not feeling you right now. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. everything in my head is screaming at me to break up with you. Although I know that in this moment, when I'm when my emotions are high, that's probably not the right thing to do. But let me tell you, like, as a guy, when, a, when your girl tells you, like, I am not feeling you right now. Like, I'm not into this. Oh my God, is that ever a punch to the gut? Uh-huh. And this is also the, like the at least from my mindset, where it's just like, but I work. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I keep food in the house. Mm-hmm. I talk to you every night. Mm-hmm. Like, I call you. I don't miss a text. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I always come home to you. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. But then there's all the other little stuff in between. Yes, you guys talk every day. But did you ask her, how was, how's work been going? How is your family? Have you been have you been feeling stressed or and tired? Also, did you give each other a break? Oh in my, all of that. Did you that's a hard did you thing. guys take some time apart? Did you <laughs> just Ooh. have some time to yourselves? And do you know what love is for you to be able to come oh back my and God, say now, that to your partner? Now that is a big one where it's like, what does love mean for you? What yeah. what do you really want out of that? And, and that's a really big one. These shows, like Love is Blind, like Married at First Sight, you're missing all of that work. Oh my God, Too Hot to Handle? What? That whole series? Disgusting. I never watched it. I just, gosh, it's just, oh my God. If you ever wanted to, if it was like spring break but never ended, that's what that show is. <laughs> it's the never ending spring break. Great, sounds terrible. Um. Yeah, until until finally they're like, 
oh, we actually have to be in actual relationships. And that's the thing. And I think that when people say to me, like, Drea, this is this is just one of the relationships that you will ever be in. Like, don't take these too seriously. You should go through a couple of people first. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Because hear me when I say this. It is rare form when you meet somebody who sees relationships the way that you see them and is willing to put in that work because that is a threshold for me personally Mm -hmm. and it is frustrating especially in a world that wants to just have that romantic fairy tale but never put in the work to get there and you're always missing each other you're always missing the boat now people I believe that there are different forms of emotional maturity that you're able to meet your person at. Mm -hmm. So whoever was right for me needed to be able to meet me at my emotional maturity. Yes. And handle all of that. So that was actually more of my issue when it came to dating. Mm -hmm. That I'm a very deep, emotional, old soul. I have a lot of deep questions i love to ask existential questions and have those deep conversations would you love me if i was a worm okay that's (laughs) a regular girlfriend question (laughs) but i don't know that's pretty existential but would you love me but drea's version is would you love me if i was a worm and could never tell you i loved you back oh man like sometimes there's that portion of would you love me if i was a worm and like, but I could still be animated, and like you knew that I was your girl from before then. But would you love me if I was a worm and you didn't even know that I was me? Yeah, that was a thing. Like, would you care for a worm in the same way that you would care for somebody you love? Mm-hmm. That's the kind of question I'm asking. And some right. people are looking at Drea like, "Girl, shut up." <laughs> <laughs> and then here I am, just like, Drea, let's talk about it. And that's what I love. And I know myself, and I know the people that I've dated. And I'm not letting this one go. Okay? <laughs> Thank you. Facts, because these questions are fun. But to come back to it now, see, like, is love blind? Is it really blind? I don't think, I don't think it can be. Because I think that to... To be blind is to not see things that could cause problems later. Mm-hmm. To be blind is to overlook things that might hurt in the moment. And you have to be, to me, love is discerning. Mm. You have to be able to see this is right, yeah. this is wrong. Can I call this out and can we work on this? Yes. Love has to be detail oriented. Hmm. I have a challenge for that. Do you? Yes, because I take I take this a little bit more, um, uh, in the more direct way, and you know, in the Talk more realistic about way about like love is blind. Now I look at it, and I say, love is blind, and I say love is blind. You say love is blind. I say love is blind. Because your sight, again, more literally than rhetorical, Mm. but your sight is more of a handicap 
than it is an actual benefit. Because you cannot physically see love. You're not mm-hmm. meant to. Love mm-hmm. is an emotion. Mm-hmm. And from it's all an action too, but Yes ahead. it is. But also from all my years of watching old school samurai and ninja movies along with all my years of anime with an old blind man. You never mess with the old blind man. Why? Because the old blind man sees more than you do with his sight. He may be blind and people may think that's a handicap. Mm -hmm. But just like even scientifically it's been proven by scientists right across from me. When you lose one of your senses, your other ones are heightened. Mm -hmm. You can hear better. You can taste better. You can feel better. All those things. That right there is what I feel like will actually benefit your love more because of the fact that because you cannot actually see like actual physical love, you do have to be prepared for things to come out of nowhere. Hmm. And you have to be ready to act on it in the way of just like if you and let let me make this much more clear. You have to know what your end goal is. When you are going to love somebody, just like how it was with you and I, we were like, it's marriage or bust. It literally was. So now my mindset is not focused on like, oh, how do I get to marriage? How do I make you the most happiest person in the world to get to marriage or anything else like that? My, My mindset is more just like, okay, so what is going to happen that could possibly not cause us to reach that? Truly. And even further. Mm -hmm. Like for, and you know, like even for me, like I have anxiety and depression sometimes. And one of the biggest things that makes me realize how much our love is going to last is because when I am feeling anxious or when I'm feeling depressed, you may not know that's coming because you cannot see those things. You still feel when I am at a low point and all you do is say like, hey, honey, are you okay? Do you want a hug or do you want some time for yourself? And that right there is like, she loves me a lot. Mm. Because even to say that you're going to give me some alone time just means that you know that I need breathing room. Yeah. And But you can't physically see that. And that's why I'm like, love is a blind thing because you're going to get blindsided mm. a lot. Mm. But you have to be ready and prepared to react to it and make sure that you are putting your partner first before yourself. I think that's kind of funny because that just highlights the differences between us is that when I think of the phrase love is blind, again, and onto my deep personality, I'm going to look at it in the philosophical sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it shouldn't be. Because you need to be able to. But we both arrived at the same answer. Yes. Where you were like, Which is the craziest should, thing. You should be blind to the physical thing so that you can pay attention to the things that are going to come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you should not be blind. <laughs> To the other detailed things, because there are things that are going to come out of nowhere. Yes. That you need to be specifically attuned to so that you're able, you're, you're not jump scared. Mm-hmm. That you can handle them with preparation, that you can handle them with care. And for me, I don't like to be surprised. If someone tells me that a surprise is coming, I'm going to like start digging up things to try to find out what the surprise is. Oh my God, Yes. It's just, it's bad. Just, if you're going to surprise me, just surprise me and don't tell me that I should expect a surprise. Exactly. Um, but for that, I'm always looking for cues to make sure that 
I'm giving you the love and attention that you deserve because I love you. Mm. I want to make sure that you're always safe and protected the same way you want to make sure I'm always safe and protected. Yep. And no matter how much money we have, how much status we have, if we have nothing at all, that is the thing that I think is going to carry us in this world, in this world that doesn't view love the way that we view it, that views love as this romantic fairy tale that should be happy all the time. And and maybe not everyone sees it like that, which I implore you not to, because love is, am I going to stay with this person when they've hurt me? Mm-hmm. Love is, am I willing to look at this person in the face and forgive them after they've done something kind of kind of backwards? Right. And sometimes they know that they've done it backwards. But love is also, as the person who has been the quote-unquote aggressor, and the person who's done the hurting, love is admitting that I'm wrong. Yep. And taking accountability and laying down my pride in front of the person that I've hurt and coming back into a space of forgiveness so that we can move forward together. Exactly. And that has been the kind of love that Robin and I have experienced, which I'm so blessed and grateful for. And it's a kind of love that I know is going to carry us, as I said just two minutes ago, to carry us through years and years and years of loving each other. Right. At least that's my hope and that's my prayer. But I know that when I look at Robin, he's somebody who's willing to work towards that with me. So I can say that with confidence that that is what our love will produce. Right. Because at the end of the day, everybody, love is complicated. Yep. Love takes so many twists and turns. But there's no recipe book for it. Mm -hmm. There is no one way to love somebody compared to another. Because all love, just like us as people, are unique. And you're going to find your own recipe. And this isn't Jane and I telling you, like, oh, this is is the recipe for success that's going to give you all your stuff. This is our recipe for love. And our recipe that a lot of people just will not understand. But once you, I think that's the beauty of it though. Like once you find that love for somebody that you two literally have your own recipe that no one else will understand or be able to read, that to me is beautiful. But also the most important thing is you have to make sure you love yourself first. Mm -hmm. Understand where your threshold is and understand where you are going to keep yourself safe and love yourself the most. Because if someone hurts you physically or verbally or is going to cross line like for me like no one is allowed to disrespect my family especially my mother and my sisters if you do that i don't care how much i love you i am not staying with you yep because that's just blatant disrespect i love myself too much to lower my my own standards essentially mm-hmm. to continue to allow that so people can consider that extreme other people understand no i just want like you got to have what's you got to know what's best for you yep And someone who really loves you and understands you is going to ride that wave with you till death do you part. Absolutely. And I'm similar that I do not tolerate disrespect of my own person, of the people that I love, whether that's my family members, my brothers, my parents, or now my partner. Um, Mm -hmm. There will be lines drawn. That doesn't necessarily mean that the relationship is over for me, but it will absolutely be reprioritized 
because you're not going to get the same kind of openness from me. Um, but in terms of romantic relationship, I need to know that I am protected emotionally above all and respected in a certain way in order for that to continue. And Robin continually meets that. So, Yep. But with that, I hope we answered the question. I think we answered that pretty well. This is a really fun discussion. This was a good discussion. And moving forward, please make sure you love yourselves, love each other, you really love the person that you're with. And again, life is just all about having fun, having great experiences, and making sure that you're living it to the best because we only have the one. Yeah. And I know Dre and I are definitely moving in that direction. And we want any of our listeners and any new listeners to continue on that journey with us. Absolutely. And we're glad that you're here to listen to our own love story. This will be a really interesting time capsule looking back. Yes, it will. So hopefully you like the podcast, you follow it. We're going to definitely be doing more. Hopefully we don't have to miss another one on the schedule. But this has been Robin. This is Drea. And thank you so much for listening, everybody. We'll be back here again soon. We'll be back. Bye. Bye. Right.